Hi, welcome to Higher Education Coffee and Conversation. I'm Cheryl Broom, CEO of Graduate Communications. Today's guest, Aubrey Kwan Roderick, first came to the United States as an international student and today is the program coordinator for international students at College of San Mateo, which is situated in the heart of Silicon Valley. CSM hosts students from 50 separate countries from around the world and has had a thriving international program since the 1960s. Aubrey and I speak about how the college recruits international students, especially considering community college is an unknown system in other countries. We chat about why community colleges have international student programs to begin with, and the value that international students bring to community college campuses. Aubrey also shares how COVID has impacted community college international students and what CSM has done to continue to accommodate new international students who wish to study at their community college. It's a really interesting, timely, and fun conversation, and one that will help shine a light on yet another way our community colleges serve a unique function in our society. Yeah, why don't we start off, uh, Ari? I know you and I have known each other for a long, long time. Tell us a little bit about um, your background and what brought you to your college and what you do. Thank you, Cheryl. First of all, I really like to thank you for this opportunity. First podcast for me, so very excited. So my background, a little bit about me. Um, I was born and raised in Taiwan. I actually came to the States to pursue my graduate studies as an international student. That was back in the 90s. That feels like 100 years ago, though. Back then, the landscape of international education was slightly different than now. I would say not everybody really know, knew, or were even into international education, I would say back in the 90s. But now I, I can say that, you know, our students, especially international students at College of San Mateo, we, we do have a very robust international program serving students from 50 plus countries. And when we talk about international education, the definition for that is for students who are on a student visa, or we call it F1 visa students studying in the States at um, um, higher education, community colleges, four years. So our program, um, we have a team of uh, professional staff. Uh, we serve students from admissions from their application to or college orientation. We assist them with their employment all the way until you, they graduate. At College of San Mateo, I'm also uh, the chair for our International Education Committee. Uh, we have a team of faculty, staff, and we also have student representative and administrators. We work very closely together to provide that multi-level support system to support our international students. Prior to that, um, like you mentioned, Cheryl, uh, we worked together at another community college district. I was there for a good uh, 13 plus years. Um, um, so had a really established that very understanding of how uh, community college support system for international students. You know, I myself studied abroad when I was in college. I spent 
only six months, uh, but I spent six months in Mexico. And to this day, it's probably one of my most enlightening, amazing experiences that I ever had. I learned, first of all, I learned more Spanish in six months than I did in like 16 years of studying it (laughs) and just had the most amazing experiences. And so I, whenever I teach, I always encourage students, two things. I encourage them to get an internship and if they can um, make it part of their you know, educational goals, if they can afford it and they can take time away, they should study abroad. But I never knew until I worked at a community college that students from other nations come to community colleges. And it surprised me when I started working that, that there were international students on a community college campus. You know, that's that's also the same experience for me. As I mentioned, when I first came as an international student back in the 90s, I did not know that option was available to me as well. So, yeah, it is a popular option, I will say, since the beginning of 2000. Community college has become a more popular option for younger uh, student population. We're talking about students who are just graduated from high school in their home country or perhaps in their early 20s. Uh, We have seen in the state of California, I would say, I I, I don't want to say all of them, but I would say the majority of community colleges in the state of California have uh, international education program. How do students find out about it? I know like some other countries don't have community colleges. So that must be something new for them to learn. How do, how do they learn about community colleges and then the programs as well? You know, I, I would say that promotion um, overseas has been quite uh, robust as well. Uh, students learn about community colleges through college fairs and also a lot of uh, education, what we call them study abroad agencies overseas, they promote community college programs for their clients as well. And I also want to say the word of mouth. When students realize what a great support system community colleges provide to students, in whether it's ESL, English as a Second Language program, um, and other student support services, That really makes sense when you think about students who are young, at a very young age, they really don't have a lot of, um, you know, resources in a new country. Um, And the housing support is another thing I think community college um, really pay attention to provide support, even though many of our community colleges in the state of California um, do not have on-campus housing but I know the effort is there to provide that assistance. So working very closely with students from um, overseas, having that uh, information provided to them through fairs, through website, and more so due to COVID through uh, digital marketing, social media, all the promotions uh, helped. And just like you, before I started working at community colleges, I did not know uh, so many international students actually learn about community college from overseas. But I think the product is good. So then it travels, right? Good news travels overseas as well. 
I remember when you, this is pre COVID, you went to China, I believe. Yes. To do some recruiting and you, it was you and I believe did the college president go with you or Mm -hmm. a faculty member? I think it was a faculty member. We're talking about 20, maybe 2014, something like that. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and when you came back, um, there were all these gifts for the college president. That may be why I thought he went. And there was like these beautiful teacups and tea sets and things that um, people had given uh, to the college and he was like, here are all these gifts. What should we do with them? Can we display them? <laughs> so <it> became- <laughs> right. I remember that was uh, an institution in uh, Yunnan province, China, where we went as a delegation uh, with a faculty member, myself. And we also have someone from the, the States. They kind of, um, you know, kind of matched us up with the institution to talk about possibility, the possibility of uh, sending faculty as exchange uh, to do teaching, co-teaching and student exchange and things like that. Yeah, that was, it seems like that was a long time ago though. That was 2014, I think around that time. Well, it's, it, it triggered a memory for me because, you know, getting back to community colleges offering these uh, international programs I just thought what a great way to advocate for the community college system outside of the United States, because we do offer something so unique and being able to bring students from other countries to experience it, I would think would be something that would really motivate a campus to want to have a a study abroad program, an international program. For sure. And not to mention that, you know, over the years I have seen the in the increased amount of emphasis on global awareness as an institutional uh, student learning outcomes and the understanding of global issues are becoming more and more important. I can also share this at my current uh, position at College of St. Mattel. We have actually have had an international program as early as the 60s that was also an eye-opening experience for, for me. Uh, last year, during our International Education Week, we actually organized our first um, international alumni reunion. And uh, alums um, who graduated from the 60s, late 60s and early 70s came together. Um, we offer a panel discussion and they share their experience attending um, College of St. Mattel back in those days, uh, what they experienced as you know, first time studying in the United States. That was actually quite interesting as well to hear um, as early as um, that, even back in the 60s, community colleges uh, such as CSM uh, had already started offering international education program. Oh, what a great idea. Were there a lot of international alum who had stayed in the United States who become citizens or? Yes, the, the, um, the panel actually who's um, served on the uh, program, the majority of them are in the States, actually still in the state of California. But we did have one alum who actually uh, dialed in all the way from Colombia. 
But it's just so amazing to see that um, they kept their friendship and network over the years. I mean, now we're talking about what, how many years? Almost 50, right? 50 years. Wow. Um, yeah, they still laugh and giggle. You know, they talk about the old days. They have old photo to show us. You know, that was quite an experience and quite an event uh, for us to see that um, their community college experience really have kept their friendship um, over the years as well. No, oh, what a wonderful way to reconnect with alumni and to to continue to build that community. That's a great idea. And and you have students, you said, from 50 different countries? Yes. And is that 50? Mm-hmm. Is that a nor is that normal to have that that much diversity in terms of country representation? You know, I have to say we are probably very lucky in the way that because we are s- situated in the heart of Silicon Valley. Uh, when you sell any product overseas, people want to be able to identify something they are familiar with. Um, so I would say when you go overseas, when you say Silicon Valley, they do recognize, they, they can relate to it. They know what that means in terms of, you know, innovation, technology, you know, YouTube, all Facebook, right? All these um, uh, social media companies are, majority of them are based in Silicon Valley. So I think uh, credit to location, just like in real estate, right? We always say location, location, location. Um, International education program, I think does have that as well. So having a a strategic location helps. Uh, I can't speak for other community colleges, uh, but I think having a diverse international student group, it's not unusual. Um, especially uh, for California. It's such an ideal uh, study abroad destination for international student population. And what an amazing experience for those students too, because, you know, when you're in a group with such diverse languages and backgrounds, then you connect with people you would never meet any other way. Right, right. And um, a lot of time people will say, you know, international students, I personally will never equate international student population to a dollar amount, right? But at the end of the day, when we look at, when we look at the contribution in terms of financial contribution, either from the state or federal levels, and we do see a significant amount. Um, I, I, can, I can share some of the data that 20, between 2018 and 2019, international student population contributed uh, $6.8 billion to California economy and supporting 70, almost 75,000 jobs. So that just shows that, you know, California, it's really a very attractive uh, location for international students. Wow, I'm, I, I'm shocked by that amount. That's amazing. I mean, I, I always knew that there is certainly like a monetary value for having an international program because, um, you know, you have to pay more to, to you, right. right. You're covering the actual cost because you're not a taxpayer. You don't get that break, um, from, you know, California, but in the billions, I had no idea. 
Yeah, the record I actually read um, for the U.S. economy in 2019, I think it, they say it's $44 billion. Wow. Wow. So that's significant amount um, in terms of, like you said, it's a, it's a contribution. But at the same time, beyond that, um, the value of international education program, I think for domestic student population, it is that connection connection where they get to meet students from, you know, like at CSM from 50 plus countries where they don't normally get to meet if they stay in the state of California. So I think the value goes beyond dollar amount, right? Yeah, definitely. And, and a lot of people who listen to this particular podcast work in uh, marketing departments at community colleges. And I would think, you know, we always struggle with telling the story of student life. You know, a lot of students don't want to go to a community college because they don't think there's a robust student life opportunity there. Like there's the four year, but this is exactly one program that can be showcased as an amazing opportunity. You know, having international students from 50 countries attend your college is, is a talking point that I think the community would be interested in, in knowing. And it shows right. how, how great your student life is. That's right. And also creating that interaction is so critically important. I, I reflected on my own experience when I first came to the States, even though I already finished my college education, um, I still was craving for that inter, um, integration with the community, uh, either at the college or outside of the college. So I think um, we all do, we try very hard and do a really good job. I can speak for other community college international education programs too, to, to really provide that inter, interaction and platform for international students to be able to interact in, and be a part of the college community experience. So when, when I look at our college um, student club lists, I always find student presidents um, or you know, officers serving on student clubs. Um, a lot of them are international students. That also shows their enthusiasm to become part of the college experience and um, the whole college, um, part of college um, life. Yes, I, speaking of college life too, I remember Chinese New Year and you putting <sighs> that on. <laughs> that feels like so long ago though, Cheryl, for some reason. Oh, oh and I'll, I'll never forget this little side story for, for listeners, uh, Aubrey led Chinese New Year at Miracosta and had some really involved students that did the lion dance. And uh, it was so much fun and they did a great job. And I took my son, who was probably five at the time, to see your presentation. You even went to the local library to educate people on behalf of the college about Chinese New Year. And we went to one of your presentations and there was a lot of people there, a lot of senior citizens. He's the only kid. And you, you did a whole presentation on Chinese New Year. I think your students danced in the library and they're lying. Right. Uh, the lion dance. We also dance. provide some food, maybe. Yes. That's right. Did you cook it? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I think we ordered. I, I can't remember now. Yeah. 
Well, Dylan asked you, you if anyone had questions and no one had questions. And I remember Dylan raising his hand and saying, are dragons real? I know. First of all, I still remember he was the first person asking questions. He was there the whole time listening. That was just so impressive. <laughs> and I think I actually had to break the bad news, right? I have to tell him <laughs> that that wasn't real. It wasn't mythical, but he took it well, though. Yes. He, was like, okay. he was like, I'm disappointed, but I'm a big boy. I can take that. News. I can take it. <laughs> <laughs> But this is the I beauty remember. of having uh, learning from different cultures, right? And even at a young age, he still remembers. He remembers the lion dance, um, even though that's now, you know, eight or nine years ago. Right. And I think at the college community culture, you know, it's always one of the biggest draw for um, for one for us to learn about one another through cultural practices, cultural, you know, traditions. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you Google the uh, community colleges, you will find many of us um, celebrating uh, cultural traditions. Lunar New Year's big in California because of our um, populations. Um, we also, at the College of San Mateo, we also do something we call World Chat, where um, a community comes together to learn about uh, different cultures through <clears throat> languages. So we will put on a, a one-hour activity. We will have a, a couple of students coming from our international program to lead a fun discussion learning about that target language. So uh, we had, you know, Burmese, uh, World Chat, Nepalese, um, Japanese, just to name a few. I think our next one coming up is Arabic. So, um, you know, this is another example for the communities, uh, campus community, or even our bigger uh, college community to learn about our students through cultural and uh, language activities. Fun though. Great activities. And are you, have you been able to continue to do things like that even in the current COVID environment? Yes, everything is on Zoom. Yes. Um, so all the activities, um, you know, college uh, world chat and our Lunar New Year's will be also on Zoom. Um, another big event um, or big series of events that we are putting on is uh, alumni speaker series this spring. So as a result of our first very successful alumni, international alumni reunion, we call it. So we're kicking off a new series focusing on success stories of our um, younger alumni uh, who actually uh, who finished their programs at CSM and move on to either four year or to their field of um, studies in a grad school or in actually professional world to come back and share their experience. So everything's gonna be on Zoom. Even though I heard a lot of Zoom fatigue these days, but still when I come to think of it though, because of COVID, right? That really gave us this platform where we can connect people without the limitation of time and space. 
So that's something we're, we're doing this spring. Well, that's a, I guess one of the positive outcomes of COVID has been the ability to have these virtual connections, but I can't help but think how stressful it must and continues to be for students. Um, are they estranged from their families? Did a lot of them go home? What, what happened to yeah. this? So since March, 2020, um, we have been given this very specific um, new regulation or policy uh, from the government where F1 students, they are on the student visas, could return home while maintaining their status. So in other words, uh, due to COVID, students do have, uh, international students on their F1 visas do have this option to return to their home country and take online classes. Uh, many of them did return. Um, so I think we at CSM, we are at 50-50 split. Some remain here um, studying with us for one good reason, I think, because of time difference. Even though online classes um, are offered, however, many of them still require some virtual meetings or live lectures. So some of the students prefer to not to get up in the middle of the night, and I don't blame them. Um, but the, many of them do have have decided to return home to study from home. Interesting. And how has your enrollment been for this coming year? Has it been a challenge? Yeah, just like everybody else, um, you know, because students cannot travel freely um, as they as they used to be able to do that. Um, we have seen decrease of um, enrollment. Uh, this is probably pretty pretty true to other community colleges in four years as well. But we're trying where we're connecting with students uh, any shape and form we can uh, by doing, like I mentioned earlier, different outreach activities um, so that we can still feel connected with them, uh, prospective students and current students alike. You've also said you started an, an online program that students can do mm -hmm. from their home countries. That's right. At our district, um, right before COVID, a year prior, our district office initiated this new fantastic program called Global Online Learning, um, G-O-L, GO for short. This is a new program for students to actually take classes from their home country without being an F1 international student. So the first year, the program was relatively small, but we piloted um, with, I think, a few students from China, took off, and then we used that pilot experience to expand our current program. So right now, we also have students from, I believe, from about 12, 15 countries currently enrolled in that program. That's great. You think, do you see that? as something that will continue when on for sure for sure this is definitely not just for international program i would say covid does provide us with this very unique opportunity to look at education online education in a more um in a more i think a global and more um sustainable uh form 
So how do we continuing on even after COVID to provide students this opportunity to play to play uh, to play or to take to take class, uh, classes um, anywhere in the world? So this is definitely a new trend in not just in international education program. I would say for all educations uh, programs alike. Hopefully, um, hopefully your programs will continue to grow and expand. And I think if I can predict the future, I have a feeling programs like yours are going to grow because I think in this age of COVID, people are itching to get out and see the world and they don't want to wait anymore. They've been locked down and now it's time. It's when we're able to, I think, travel and learning new cultures is going to become a priority uh, for a lot of people. But I also have to say, Cheryl, it's almost like a little bit like a paradox, right? Because when we think about international students studying abroad, the desire is to have that campus experience. Mm -hmm. But because of COVID, because of travel restrictions, students cannot get a campus experience. Yet, the desire is still to, to start with an education abroad. So while taking online classes, almost as if they're getting a head start. So for our program, the design is for them to take classes online for their first year, to have that college experience online, and then the second and third year, they can transition to a college campus to finish up their education. So I think the design, for that program is also um, have a cost saving in mind. Um, when, when this whole goal program came out, it was, um, it was based on that idea of students do not have to spend a lot of money, you know, for their living cost and other costs while they can secure their online education from their home country. But COVID kind of gave gave us a different um, opportunity, right? So because of COVID, because people cannot travel, students cannot travel. So we do see more students using this as an opportunity to get a head start with their education from overseas. Yeah, that's a great reminder because we focus and and a lot of what I've been focusing on is is this college experience, but at the heart, you're providing education. And students still want that. Even if they can't have the campus experience, they still want an international education. And that's a role community colleges can continue to play even when their campuses are closed. Yeah. Great reminder. That's right. So I'm sure that your students are, though, um, looking forward to, to having that campus community back. Um, they've stayed and they're engaged because of the quality of education. And that speaks to, to community colleges. Another reason why we love them and, and work at them and for them. <laughs> right, exactly. And I, I also want to mention that sometimes students, you know, it, it is an education uh, for, for international student population as well to really talk about the value of community college, Right. I mean, we do understand that a lot of them now understand what it is and the value we provide them, but it will continue to be an educational piece that we share our student success stories and we use 
all these amazing resources that we provide to all students, not just international students, to let them know that this is a great education product. And I think more and more students internationally too, um, to see the value um, of easy transfer, easier transfer um, from the community college to a UC or CSU schools, as opposed to apply as a freshman from overseas. So that's definitely uh, one thing I think, um, you know, as you and me continue to working on this um, amazing product that that um, international student population will continue to embrace. Well, and, and mentioning stories, I know that communicators, marketers, college presidents are always looking for, for student success stories. And it, I bet there is just a, a wealth of them in the international office. Um, so much, so many, so many success stories. Um, we produce them in, you know, just like you mentioned in this story uh, telling format, we share with the, the college, with the college community, with the overseas uh, communities as well. I want to share a, a story that I actually personally experienced in um, 2019 uh, when I joined a, a recruit, recruiting trip to Asia uh, with our uh, provost. I was sitting in the study abroad agency's office uh, in Yangon, Myanmar, I remember vividly. So we're sharing um, um, our, our program with them and there were lines of, um, a line of family actually waiting to speak to us. So I reminded um, our provost, I said, you know, we have a great story we can share with a family, a student who, who actually came from Yangon, went to CSM. Now she's studying at UC Berkeley. So I remember I had the profile, we made a beautiful flyer. So it was on the desktop um, of the computer we're gonna share with the, um, the family sitting across the, the table from us. So as soon as the laptop was turned on, our provost started talking about, you know, our great transfer program to UC Berkeley. I remember the little girl, seven-year-old, I'm not seven-year-old, 17-year-old, with her mother staring at that laptop. And then she said, we know her. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so they actually knew each other from back home. So that just, that was just such a vivid, vivid uh, experience and memory that shows stories or success stories is something that everybody wants to hear. So for them, that was just such a valid, valid way of sharing our students' success domestically and internationally alike. It also just shows what a small world it is. Very, very true. <laughs> what a small world, even overseas, right? You just don't know. Um, I remember as soon as the screen was on, and she immediately, she was like, we know her, just like that. <laughs> Amazing. Well, Aubrey, I just have really loved talking to you. I've learned so much about the international programs. And I, I read, had asked you to come on because I think there's so much value in sharing these stories. 
and promoting an understanding of why we need to have international programs on community college campuses and, and the role that they play in our institutions. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Cheryl. And if anybody wants to learn more about uh, your programs and what you do, is there information on your website? Definitely. I will share that information. Um, it's collegeofcemetale.edu backslash international. That's our website. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And um, take care of yourself. And I hope that you and I will get to connect in person. I know. I know. It has been too long. But thank you, Cheryl. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Thank you for listening to Higher Education Coffee and Conversation. If you like the podcast, please leave me a five-star rating. And to discover more great higher education-related content, make sure to visit us at graduatecommunications.com. And with that, I'm going to say thank you for listening. Thank you for the hard work you do for students each and every day.